This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. 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 Pod yes. two two. T- you right? Yep. Good. Two two three. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit on the this. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, good. That was a very positive. I will, wasn't oh, it? Positive type of guy. Well, you won't be feeling positive after this podcast, um, but before we get into Why? it, there's not a lot of stuff. I'm surrounded by friends. Aww. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the beautiful And JD. I'm, I'm, I'm welling up. Um, before we talk about the pod. He's put a real negative spin on this, hasn't he? No, 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 really bring us all down before we People started. on tubes all over London going, well, that's their journey to work ruined by your attitude. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, well, you are. He's this cheery for your... This is like a, it's an international break, which I don't normally pod on, but because we had deadline day on Thursday, and then obviously because there's a lot of stuff going on with front of the ball, we thought we'd, we'd come back into the studio, yeah, and Kevin's room, and pod uh, about Palace. But before we do that, we've got an announcement to make um, regarding the Palace for Life Marathon Walk. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's Marathon Walk, yeah. Um, which we're going to do. We are. Yes. As a podcast. Yeah. Together. Well, possibly. Is this going to be like where you did the... Remph cycled to Brighton and quit after two miles. It was 25 miles. Um, You say we're doing it together. (coughs) We might have to wait for each other at various stages. But that's all right. There's no timer. I thought we were doing it some sort of tag team. So we do like a quarter (laughs) of it each. (laughs) Could we do that? No. 
okay. Are there pubs along the route? There are pubs along the route. And I what day of the weekend is it on? It's a Saturday. I'm in. International break day. No, you're in already. We're all... <laughs> oh, <laughs> four, <laughs> four of us in. We're doing it collectively. So oh, are, we allowed, just, are we allowed to stop at the pubs? Yes, of course. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's anybody from the Guinness. I don't I'm, think I'm, I'm there anyway. I was, I was the first person to sign up. I don't believe. <laughs> anyway, I don't yeah, believe so anybody from the International Athletics Authority is going to be there. <laughs> um, as long so as we finish at some stage, I mean that's fine. The day after is fine as long as we finish. So it's oh, so we could just go to the pub and then next morning finish. Yeah, well, well I, Ali, you going? Ali tells me I have to try. I was planning to do it in a suit and desert. I do a lot of walking anyway. I thought that'd be fine, but especially we'll be stopping. But Ali reckons we've got a train, but. No. Who, who, which Pete, one of us? Pete the Eagle is doing it. Alice is doing it. In so the, in in the. So even have, though, even though they now look like owls, they don't look. Like, they look like seagulls. Like Andy seagulls. Johnson, of course, is doing it. Um, it's on October the seventh. Yes, Saturday seventh. Um, we have a donation page. We do, obviously, and all the money is going to the Palace for Life Foundation. Um, there's a bit more of an incentive on our page because we are giving away prizes for donations. Ooh. Would you like to hear what the prizes what are? What are those prizes? Yeah. Tell you anyway. um, if you enter, f- if you donate five pounds, you mm-hmm. enter into a draw to win a year's free subscription to FYP Fanzine. Ooh, Ooh that's Good. not bad. Actually. How, much, bad, is that, not how bad. much is that worth? A lot more than five pounds. Oh, that's okay. I think. If ten, if that's the sort of Philip Hanman economics that we're coming used to. That's <laughs> great. It's more than five. Probably. Yeah. If you donate us ten pounds, you enter into a draw to win some FYP merchandise. Ooh. Bit vague that one. <laughs> you know, you might you'll get a t-shirt maybe or something. Yeah. Know, maybe more than one t-shirt. Who knows? Let's yeah. specify a t-shirt at least. I think it's going to be a couple of t- a couple okay, of t-shirts. Yeah. Signed, at, at probably least. signed. Do you reckon they want it signed? Pay more if you don't want it signed. (laughs) Um, If you donate £25, you enter into a draw to be a guest on the FYP Extra Pod after a game. Now, this is getting serious now. Serious donations. And if you donate £50, uh, you enter into a draw to become a guest on the full podcast. Wow. In this room. In this room. What, with all four of us or do one of us have to... One of you might have to... Yeah. No, no, we'll get things at the end why of the day. Why do I feel like this might be some sort of scheme for you to levy an entrance fee on me for every pod? Mm. We should do that, shouldn't we, actually? Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. We yeah. should charge you to come in the house. We should do. <laughs> Who's <laughs> administrating all this Who's stuff, done? by the way? Well, well, there's a Just Giving page. No, I know, but the draw and all that business. Uh, good point. We will Maybe we'll do it on the pod. Yeah. We'll yeah, do okay. it live on pod the week before. But who's keeping it? Because obviously we've got 10,000 loyal listeners and I imagine nearly all of them will want to donate some sort of money. Yeah. So, so you're going to have to keep an eye on all these things. Yeah, but they come on the Just Giving page. It tells you who's donated. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, okay. So as long as everyone leaves their name, yeah, okay. then we can get in contact with them. Yeah. And contact email. We'll and work it, is, it out. And it is, it's for a very good cause. It's for yeah, the Palace for Life Foundation has been relaunched specifically to help yeah. struggling kids in, in South London and Croydon. So yeah. it, all the money will go to them, not new players. I guarantee all the money <laughs> will go to the foundation and not new players. And also, hopefully on the day, there's going to be a few surprises lined up. Everybody will get a chance to walk with Andy and talk to Andy. But hopefully Brilliant. there'll be You're some things... Yeah, yeah. No, the, <laughs> even, the even more cheerful, Andy. The <laughs> oh. one that's done good things for the club in the past. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So, uh, but hopefully there will be surprise guests, and there will be surprise things happening on the. On Brilliant. The, and so, it's so worth people, doing. people can still get involved not only in donations; they can actually still get involved in the walk. There are one or two places left on the walk if they want to take part in the walk. So, to to donate, go to justgiving.com/slash/fundraising/slash/fyp-podcast to get involved in the uh, in the draw. To get involved in the walk. I think, hang on, I'm going to Google it. 
Sure, the details are on the FYP Yeah, if you go to the uh, website, it'll be on our Palace website Force. somewhere. But also the Palace, you just go to Palace for Life, and then it's all up there. Yeah, so to 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 get involved in the walk itself, go to palaceforlife.org yep. and the details are on there as well. But and also, we're very aware that there are people who can't manage to walk twenty six miles. So if people just want to come along, we'll. we'll give a list of the pubs that we should be in at various times so yeah. can i have That's that list please of course it'll be me mate so so yeah if anybody wants to get involved yeah or just wants to come along and have a chat and donate a fiver in a bucket one there so it's i the, feel like we will need to have people to chat with along it's gonna be a long yeah, day yeah yeah so it'll be nice yeah well, there's a lot of people it's nearly 200 people signed up anyway so it should look good with everybody wearing 200 people have signed up for nearly. a sponsored pub crawl yeah but oh. pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah i'm very surprised yeah so as these things go don't feel i mean there will be people with there will be athletes who want to stride out and beat their personal best time but yeah they, they <laughs> well, can, one of the people they can wait it. for us for four hours at the other end one of the people around the table has done a marathon Endicott's done a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Long time ago. Whoa. Actually, it's Snickers now, of course. Snickers, so that's, yeah, how, that's how long ago it was. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. This, this is why you're in comedy and I'm not. And that's the sort of chat you could listen to live on the walk I if know. you get involved. Imagine that, two breathless middle-aged men trying to do that joke halfway around. <laughs> um, right, let's, let's move on to talking about Palace. Um, we did a Swansea pod. Uh, this is a post-deadline day mm. reaction pod. Uh, it's been a few days. It's been three or four days, actually, since deadline day. The one signing we made was Mamasako, who mm-hmm. returned for £26 million. Um, we'll get on to... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I just right? got... Yeah, no. yeah. That's his impression of how fit Sacco is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get on to the lack of other signings, but let's start with Sacco. Uh, he was sort of the one that everyone wanted, but my question to you, Kevin, before we start is, given that we definitely needed a striker, we definitely needed a goalkeeper... Did Palace actually really need Mamasako? I well, I've said this for, for a couple of weeks. I don't think the manager thought he needed him. I think you have to distinguish the deadline day itself wasn't particularly good. But if you look at the players we brought in before that, Fossey, Mensah, Loftus Cheek, Riderwell. If we brought those in on the last day, you'd be saying that's a good a good day of business. But Sako, mm-hmm. the whole thing with Sako is to me is as smacked of Parish trying to have two nights off without angry tweets basically uh, I don't think we wanted him we didn't go about getting him in a very professional way as as Streety predicted it's exactly the same as the, well, it's exactly the same as Liverpool with Benteke they knew we, that eventually we would probably pay nearer the asking price than they wanted Yeah, if he was a player that you thought the ball wanted we've, we've we knocked him four million off so it's not well we well, it's a, sort bit, of, it? it's it's terrible, a, it's a it? moot point we don't know how much we've knocked also we don't know how fit he is and when he's going to be ready to play but it's we we want we needed strikers we needed a goalkeeper it, you know this, the the rumour well, not the rumour as reported in several newspapers the reason we didn't get Chenku or however you pronounce his name I the apolog- Turkish striker I apologise to any Turkish yeah. listeners is that the deal was done but we didn't want to pay the full amount in one whack which we didn't tell them until half an hour before that deal was done which is disappointing because he's a good player mm-hmm. Nias apparently fell through because of arguments about agents fees I just it just strikes me that it's given. And we'll talk about De Boer and Parish and their relationship later. Obviously, it just strikes me that it's given De Boer an excuse to go because he wanted a striker and a keeper, and he was very obvious about that. And it's yeah, he's, Parish has got one bad performance as that will be his excuse for getting rid of De Boer. So it's Sacco. Sacco is happy, a, to, to answer the question. Yes, I'm, no, I am happy with Sacco. Despite what I've said, I just think his presence around the training ground clearly. 
he's been an inspiration to some of the players we've got and clearly he is however you define it he has got leadership qualities on and off the pitch and I think he will lift the players. I think Kabai will be highly delighted he's back. I think the other centre backs will be highly delighted. Benteke maybe happy. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly Sacco's clearly a, clearly a quality player. I just you kind of think that he will have to he will have to change away from the back three now. Personally, yeah. well, there's rumours, Sac- isn't there, that yeah. now Sacco's come in that we're going to move towards more of a back four. And in well, fact, there's also rumours that it wasn't De Boer wasn't particularly keen on playing the back three in the first place. But I'm sure we'll come on to that later. As um, well, so. well, yeah. But let's just go, let's go on to it now. Let's go on to it now because those that came from Steve Parrish, didn't it? Yeah, Steve Parrish himself said that De Boer was more interested in evolution than revolution, and that perhaps the change from Pulis, Pardew, Allardyce, etc., to De Boer would be a bit of a culture shock. But Parrish has revealed that he insisted that De Boer played that sort of possession football, and that he wanted to change the way we played at home because he thought that's why we were losing home games. And De Boer apparently said something along the lines of, "Well, we." We don't play well with the ball. We're better without it. But Parish went, no, no, we've got to change the way we play. Well, was this in a paper arc or something? The Parish said in an interview on Palace TV, I think. So it's, it's, it's a quote. It's, it's, it's not... There, I, there are times, I admit, in pre- previous years in this podcast when I've been bored and made stuff up. <laughs> uh, I think we've all been guilty of that. We've all just plucked quotes out of the air and then afterwards realised, oh, no, my mate Barry said that, not Steve Parrish. LAUGHTER uh, but I've checked with Barry, and no, Steve Parrish, Steve Parrish did, <laughs> did make these comments. They've been well uh, attested in various places. I mean, so if that's the case, then James, it it takes not pressure off the board, but it makes you realise, oh, okay, he might not have actually got, he might have not been so deluded. You know what I mean? In the way he's approached English football, actually, he's that's kind of what we were all thinking at the time. No, I, I disagree. I think like you're a manager of a Premier. There's only there are only twenty managers of Premiership clubs. You you've got to have a bit of. You've got to have something about you. If if you don't believe that what the chairman is telling you is how you should be playing, then you should you should do something about it. You've got to be a bit stronger than that, I think. And I just it's the 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 the, the whole thing is just people being weak and on on all levels for me. I think it's been weak leadership from the board. It's been weak leadership from De Boer, and the whole thing just smacks of everybody pointing fingers to everybody else. And here we are now trying to find out who's pointing your finger at who. Well, if he did that, that means he mm. did. He did. It's like. These are people not in the playground. This is, you know, this is this is something that's very special to us four here and the people who listen to this pod, you know. Yeah. And I feel as though it's just it's it's a rudderless ship at the moment, but it, and it's it, at all, all levels. To try and be fair to De Boer, it might be <coughs> that he would have said, "Look, it will take me three, four, five games before I know whether we can yeah, play fair this." Enough, yeah, yeah. And if the chairman said to him, "Look, I want you to play this sort of football." And then that, because he, he will go, well, that's the sort of football I'm used to. He would have said to the chairman, have we got the players to do it? Presumably the chairman would have said, either yes, we have, or we'll bring the players in that, that can right, do it. Okay. But you'd, you'd like to hope, you'd like and to we'll hope, never yeah. know now, but you'd like to hope that after the Swansea game, albeit, I know Townsend said today, Swansea had two half chances, it's our fault, etc. But you'd like to think that the board would have looked at that and gone, we, this is not working. Yeah. We'll have to change the way we play. Four, three, three is the way he's played. Uh, yeah, but you, if 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 De Boer had said those things to Paris that are true with what Paris is saying, then he clearly wasn't. He was prepared to be changeable. He was prepared, prepared to be like that. So, at, at what point did, do you say to the chairman, well, "This is my this is my team. You can't be telling me how to play." Yeah, that's a good point. But he's never been as wedded to three, four, three as people say he is. He's always been a fairly flexible manager. Tactically, yeah. all managers are. You I can't just he, play I think one he way. He played four at the back at Ajax. Yeah. I don't, I he's think played he four, three, three at times when he's had to, especially in European games. So. Yeah. Um, just on, what, on, I want to know what's, what happy, what Eeyore thinks over there. Well, can I just give him a question? The corner of his someone. mouth is turning down even further than I've seen it turn down. Can in I the give past him a quick result. question on that point? Because you were sort yeah. of saying like it seems like Palace doing the same same sort of thing. Yeah. 
Pinky Brown off the BBS. Hi, Pinky. Yeah, Pinky. Says, Hi, Pinky. Will we ever learn? It does feel like <laughs> Palace are the same old cycle, isn't it? Of, of, of just not learning from previous mistakes. Well, I'd, when we first stayed up on the Pulis in the uh, 2013-14 to 14 season, I, I, I distinctly recall after... It was the West Ham game, I think, where we mm. secured survival. Mm. Got to the end of that match. I was like, well, now what? Are we going to become really boring in every season? Like, not much will happen. And... We'll sort of win one game, lose one game, and draw one game. And I'm just really glad that we've not done that. <laughs> <laughs> Every season has more or less followed the same trend of uh, slight crisis of some sort, a new manager of some sort coming into firefight at some point. I mean, it's 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 quite unprecedented that that's actually happened um, before we've even got to autumn. Mm. But this is a crisis but to end all crisis, isn't it? We're only a point we're only a point behind where we were this no, time. But last I mean season. the point the point of sacking the manager three games into the season. I mean that's well, he hasn't, that well there was a couple of seasons ago when the manager walked out two days before the start of the season. <laughs> True. You know, so you yeah. know, we we have been in a similar situation before. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think the manager and James is right, it's better that it happens. I mean if the how many times have we sat here and go, Well, hopefully this will be the manager that puts a new infrastructure into place brings it in and how you know let's hope this season we can just have a little bit of progression but you know Watford Chelsea change their manager every year Chelsea win things Watford stay up so sometimes crisis management wins we still manage to stay up haven't Watford so, had what, three managers in one season yeah. before and, and I think in their first the season optimist up, yeah. in me thinks if, if we if the crisis management is is managing to keep us up what will happen if we ever do get good stable management we'll be, we're Champions League <laughs> simple as that if we're managing to stay up with this in this in the midst of this chaos but you you can you know Arsenal and Chelsea fans can you know Arsenal how much more stability do Arsenal want and they've been nowhere near winning the title yeah, yeah. Chelsea changing manager every 18 months regardless yeah. of how well they've done yeah. so at Steve Parrish would probably say well our models actually worked so far we've started our fifth season in the Premier League I think with hindsight, and I'm not expecting the board to be manager at the end of the season, I, it was a culture shock for both, I think, for the club and for for the board. I think what's good this week, and there was a really good article in the Guardians at Palace saying basically Palace fans are starting to think, well, it isn't necessarily all the board. I think there was a time, mm-hmm. this time last week, when there was a sort of panic when everyone's going, well, it's, it's the board's fault, it was the wrong thing to do. And it isn't, I don't think, it's, you can't gain say how good a coach he is, it's just... It's just too much for us too quickly, maybe. And yeah, you know, by Christmas, we might all be laughing and saying, "Well, it turns out we are." He is the best coach we've ever had, but I suspect that won't be the case. But I think it's everyone seems to have calmed down a little bit this week and looked at it more rationally and and said, "Well, it, maybe it's not his fault. It's not Parrish's fault. It's not the players' fault. It's just a combination of circumstances." And yeah, we are better away from home. So, it, it, but I, it doesn't help as well. You know. Steve Parrish being quoted as saying yeah. in the papers that he has to win at Burnley. Those on those quotes, Gareth Davies. Hi, Gareth. I assume not the former Palace player, but who knows? Maybe he is. Um, says has Parrish's comments about De Boer made De Boer's p- position untenable? It sort of has in a way, isn't it? Well, I think this is this is the whole point. And I've said this. I said this on the last pod, and I'll say it again now. To the extent that he isn't the manager for the Burnley match or even the Saints match if it goes beyond that it won't just be down to three results it will mm. be down to disintegration of relationships it will be down to trust and confidence between the parties having broken down it will be down to the things that we don't see because you don't sack a manager just on the basis mm. of three losses in a row yeah. and if that is the case and that does end up happening then there's very little you can do about that once, once a relationship has deteriorated to the point that you feel the need to get rid of someone that quickly you're not going to recover from it. But it'll also be down to 
transfer policy in seasons gone by. It will also be down to our infrastructure because you know Frank de Boer came from Ajax and into Milan by tradition and economics, two of the biggest sides in Europe. And he turned up at Palace, and and quite clearly our infrastructure isn't going to match what he had at Ajax and Inter Milan, just in terms of numbers and in terms of staff and whatever. So, but he would have known that. Yeah, of course, or he should, would have, have, should have known that. Should yes, of course. I'm not. I'm not. Surely. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not using that as an excuse. But it is one of the many. It's not just. This just hasn't just happened since we took Frank de Boer on as manager. This is the. A, a result of five years of not catching up with being in the Premier League, basically, which it just still seems that we just seem to start each season as though we're a championship team again, just coming up. Everything everything seems to take us by surprise. Yeah. It's like we said in the last pod at the start, of the, it's, it's not De Boer's fault necessarily that five, six players at the start of the second half at Swansea are championship players. Yeah. You can't lay that at him. No. You know, he can only pick players that he's got in the squad. The thing, the, the question that comes from me from you saying that is, when then? When are we going to learn? When are we going to? you know, be able to learn from what's happened and maybe start thinking like a Premier League. Well, maybe when the fans stop saying, it's great, you know, it's Palace, that's our way, we're ramshackle, that's the way we like it. I mean, it, we've always talked about that on the pod. That some, you, In the end, it, it, if we want to step up a gear, we have to sacrifice some of the things that we love about the club. Yeah. We always, we always, it always boils down to the fact, we always say, typical Palace. Mm. It's just so typical. And we all, we've, you know, we've all said it ourselves mm. in this room and I'm sure people listening have said it to themselves as well. And it is typical Palace, but... I guess you're saying, and I guess what we'd all like is we like maybe a season where it's not typical it's Palace. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. But we've been saying that since we stayed yeah. up with Pulitzer, as, yeah. as Andy said with Pulitzer. But you only have to look at the amount of staff we've got compared to other clubs. We've got, you know, our chief executive, our press officers do a really good job, but they're the same chief executive and press officer we've had for a long time. And then they need bigger teams around. Every, everything needs to sort mm. of step up. You know, the fact that the fan zone wasn't ready three days before the mm. the first day of the season. It's like, and these are all things, that, as I say, we keep going, oh, well, we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But, but that is a step, isn't it? We, we recorded the extra pod in there after the yeah. uh, Swansea game. It's, it's, it's a nice little area. It's, it's lovely. Like, it's, yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it feels like, oh, that's a step towards, yeah. you know, being a proper Premier League club. So we just need more of that. Yeah, but you don't really want to go down there three days before and for a meeting and see Phil Alexander with a hammer in his hand. <laughs> Helping loads of lads get it ready. So this is pretty much what I, yeah. I thought. Transfer, I thought he was referencing transfer deadline day there. Well, it's pretty right. It's pretty like sign, sign the contract <laughs> all. Um, That's why Nias didn't sign. Phil Alexander didn't have a big enough hammer. <laughs> but again, that Nias thing is really odd because Sky made a big fight. Suddenly cut to Beak Street where Steve Parrish's offices are. Yeah. And Saka and Nias wandering down, laughing, hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of think, well... It's quarter to 12, quarter to eleven. That deal. What could possibly go wrong with that yeah. deal? And yet somehow we managed to find a way. And Nias is not a signing that would have excited any of us, to be perfectly honest. But you wonder what went wrong. We needed a body, though, didn't we? We, we did, we but you, we may still get one in because we're one squad member short. But the thing with transfer yeah. deadline day is that you do get some ridiculous stuff going on where all of a sudden agents might go, "I want." And I'm not. In, I'm not implying that this happened in this particular circumstance. Well, I want to avoid well, being no, some, 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 yeah. some journalists but, have implied have but, implied. Yeah, that. Yeah. Ultimately, if yeah. you know an agent comes along. At the very last minute at 11 pm, and thinks you won't be able to refuse paying them double the agent fee because you've got nowhere else to go. I'm not. I'm not justifying because I don't know what happened in those negotiations. I'm just saying that strange and ridiculous things do happen on transfer deadline day that can put something beyond necessarily yeah. your control. The, the problem is if you've not got your ducks in a row, where you go, well, fine, you can do one because we've got a contingency plan there, and we'll go for him instead. And if you well, don't want to do the deal with us, you don't, we don't need to deal with you because we've got someone else. Yeah, well, also, if you're doing your business half an hour before the transfer window shuts, and that's going to happen, isn't it? Because I presume... Yeah, well, from time to time. Yeah. I presume there are people that will try and take you out. But if, if you remember when Simon Jordan was chairman, we didn't get Tim Cahill because he yeah. wouldn't pay or, the... Or Dean Ashton. Well, yeah, we wouldn't, he wouldn't pay the agent's 
percentage fee which is like and at the time a lot of Palace fans were going yeah great yeah, yeah. but then when we went down you're going to go you, are you mad Cahill could have kept us up so like, just on the yeah. just on the deadline day yeah uh, what are your thoughts on potentially it's going to move isn't it to before the season starts there's, there's rumours I don't think do you guys do you guys I, think I that think should happen do you agree with that I've never quite understood why I understand the logic of having a window but it's just I it's 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 sky logic, isn't it? I mean, it's the transfer window has become entertainment. That's all it is, and I just it just annoys me. Deadline day, full stop, because the 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 actual break to sign something is how long is like twelve weeks, is it or something? Yeah, the the transfer window is open. Yeah, Yeah, it's all focused on the last forty eight hours and the last forty eight minutes or fifteen seconds. Opened on the ninth of June this year. Did well, it? there you go. You see, 9th Did of June it, no. to the you know thirty so first of ten or, or so weeks. You know, and as and as Kev rightly pointed out, you know, if if the signings we had have got got in the transfer window had all been in the last day, we wouldn't be, you know, we might not even be sat here now. You know, it's it's just how so much focus is put on it. It's just and it's pure entertainment. It's pure TV nonsense. Well, it's also about it's sky bragging how much. I mean, it's like yeah. every year yeah. it's the, the record's been broken yeah. again. As though we're supposed to go. Oh, great! That's another. Thirty billion pounds swirling around the ether. It was like, yeah. how much can PSG pay for this time? How much can United pay this time? I think, but I think we should say, to be in fairness to Parish, we we should say that in in Loftus Cheek, especially mm. and in Fossey we've bought players in the our better really good players, players. We've got. and yeah. Sacco is a, is a, undoubtedly a good buyer. So taken, it's only because everyone's focusing on the striker keeper situation, mm. and again the keeper thing. It's just like Hennessy just looked. It's like people were talking about Ramsey looking like a much better player for Wales than he does for Arsenal. So does Hennessy. Hennessy just looks a much more confident keeper. Different pressure. Well, no, or no pressure. Well, no pressure. Maybe or better, no pressure. Or different yeah. back, well, maybe that's what it is. But can we just, just on Sacco then, can we just round off part one with a few more Sacco questions? Because he was obviously the sort of the headline of deadline day for Palace. Um, right and Bright. Hey, Right and Bright. Right. Has said... The um, Right and Bright. I don't... I mean, I don't Possibly. think, think so. No, no. I doubt if they're tweeting together. <laughs> um, and at the risk of annoying Mark Bright, he would, he would be four or five seconds behind Ryan. <laughs> One of you guys alluded to this. I think it was James. Said, um, given his popularity with the fans and his, the changing room, and his clear ability and experience in the role, uh, he was PSG's youngest ever captain and as captain of France. Mm. Should Mama should Mama Sacco be captain? Oh, it's possibly. An it's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get him back to fitness first, and let's see let's see what happens in the next few weeks because it might change with the new manager. You know, it's, there's a lot of factors. He's obviously got leadership qualities. Whether you need him to be have that leadership, yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Put it that way. I don't see why not. I don't. I don't think it'd be a bad move hmm. at all. I think he's in, a captain in, in waiting in a way. I, do you know the thing about him being captain in continental football slightly because it tends to be. They they shake hands at the kickoff basically and toss the coin. There's I don't think he needs to be captain to have an influence no, in, in no, the dressing room. No, he doesn't. I think one of the what Sacco did brilliantly, in, and in a way, the one person we didn't hear anything about Sacco signing was the manager. It's like there was all the official welcomes to the club, and there was no, not even holding the shirt up in front of him. But what was brilliant about, and even if I was in in two minds about him coming, and I'm not, despite what people tell me, I'm really pleased he's come to Palace. But his enthusiasm for joining Palace is, is brilliant. It's, it's, and he seems generally so rare that you get... Players, so they go through the platitudes. They say, it's a big club, blah, blah, blah. Well, Gyro did a bit, didn't he? Gyro yeah, but, was but, but, but he was like... I'm, he genuinely seems delighted to be back at Palace. He genuinely seems well, that's, to have that's, really enjoyed that's, it. That's great for the club. That's great it's, for the no, club. It's and it's, and, it's, and, it's, and, 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 it's, and it's a real boost and yeah, for the club. And from what I can gather, even when Tom was on the same pitch as him before, it's just like... He just walks on... 
he's got his attitude about him. And the other players are like, oh crikey, we've got to, you know, and I just think they will they will respond to him. It is a good, it's a good so move. And, he, and even if he doesn't play on, uh, uh, he probably won't play for a couple of weeks, if he doesn't play at Burnley, you're pretty certain he's going to be there. He'll be on the touchline. He'll be there on the bench. He'll be there exhorting people. He'll be and there around getting, the training ground. Yeah, then. yeah. Which so in a way, that money, good. that 26 million, you're not just paying for a player, you're paying for that player's influence. And his and his attitude. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of stories from Liverpool fans and various other clubs he's played at about his attitude. But seeing him at the end of last season, it was it was it was nothing but positive. We can only and judge him on his time at Palace and <coughs> being really well, positive. Yeah. Well, also as well, and I think it's to his enormous credit, he he backed De Boer straight away as well. He said really good things about yeah. De Boer, mm. and he's virtually the only voice coming out of the club that has said that. He said that he's a really good manager. I'm really looking yeah, forward to working with him. Speaking of which, even if even if he doesn't mean it, in terms of his maturity and intelligence and PR savvy. Is absolutely the right thing to say. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of De Boer and Sacco, Rob Wheatley twenty. Hi, Hi Rob. They said, "Do you think Frank De Boer signed Sacco due to a lack of faith in his new centre back signings, Riedeveld and Fossi Mensa, or was it a bid to win back the fans after a dreadful start to the season?" I mean, was was be. he was he even spotted on transfer deadline day, Mister De Boer, in any of the photos or any of the? No, as Kevin press? was saying, no, well, no, he wasn't. Well. The, I mean, you're probably making an assumption on his involvement in that transfer, then, aren't you? Well, I, I, I don't think he did sign him for the start off. But I think if you're trying to be fair to FDB, he's come from a background where the manager doesn't get involved. We've had the long discussions about sporting director, director yeah. of football. But he managers don't get involved in transfers. You know, certainly at Ajax, he, he will identify targets on areas that need strengthening and won't necessarily get involved yeah. in but you can see Rob's point are, it kind of if he had come out and said oh I've signed Sacco and, and I think he's a great addition to the club it would be a good sort of PR move of the fans in a way yes yeah no yes. that's a good yeah no, it, it would be. it would it, yeah absolutely yeah but again it comes back I'm convinced that he, it's not a it's not a Frank de Boer sign. But, no, even, no. but even if he wasn't a de Boer sign, which it doesn't look like it was, you would think that yeah. de Boer being employed by the club yeah. would actually come out and say something. Now, whether he doesn't 100% believe it, yeah. because, because, it's, he, because, you know, let's, let's be being a manager of a football it's not just being on the training ground, it's not being on the side, it's, it's, mm. it is being in front of the cameras yeah. as well. And, well he, and, he, and he might work out that him doing that is a good PR move for him. For him and, and, for, and for everything. So speaking of who signed... Sacco then um, Steve Early Hi Steve I Steve. Steve. said with Kevin being so anti-Friedman although I agree he's put in brackets do you think Friedman as sporting director went all out to get Sacco just to spite Kevin who was <laughs> adamant that the Sacco transfer would never happen I like that <laughs> yeah, and I, refused a charity bet with me I, I might add yeah, he uh, Steve uh, not has, Friedman Kevin uh, yeah Steve has the same uh, uh, belief in my abilities and my influence as I do, yeah. I, I, fir <laughs> I firmly believe that a lot of what goes on behind the scenes at Sellers Park is influenced of by Of all my, the theories, that my is my favourite. Yeah. I don't... Well, I mean, the, the Sacco deal has been going on for... For weeks. For, for, well, forever, since he, since he got injured, basically, yeah. isn't it? And I don't think... I'm, I'm more intrigued whether, to know whether Freeman was involved in the players leaving, to be honest, because the Boateng one in particular... I mean, Boateng's... We talked about the academy last week and the fact that the board didn't seem to be hard to identify too many players from the academy that could step up. And Boateng's a player that we've been told for two years, three yeah. years, is the best academy player we've had. And now he's not only not on not on loan, he's sold, which is rather interesting. You you wonder how much of Freeman's job was to get players off the wage bill, but then Boateng can't have been a big... We still no, have players and, like and Chung Young-Lee. Yeah, did, did much go in Much didn't go, and Johnny Esther went on loan. 
again. So we haven't to Sunderland. So we haven't reduced. No so we haven't reduced the wage bill no. significantly, have we? But I don't think. I generally don't think. I'm not saying this because I'm not a fan of Freeman and vice versa. But uh, what Freeman's not a fan of you? No, we don't. This is, <laughs> I, I think it's probably come across in the last couple of weeks. So there's no me- on, yeah. there's no meeting there's no meeting of minds when it comes to <laughs> Doogie and I. Oh, we've got to get him on the pod. Uh, well, you can do if he donates five pound to the, the <laughs> FYP for the, for the charity walk. Um, no, I don't think he's. I don't think he was involved in this, and this is not. A, it's not a criticism. He wasn't there yeah. in time to to. Saka one was Saka. like you say was been in in the works for a, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I mean time. the other the other interesting quote as well, which we haven't mentioned, is, is Steve Parish, and he probably regrets saying it now on a Friday morning, saying, "Well." We have got. It's a shame we didn't get those players in, but we have got money to spend in the next transfer window, right? Which wasn't probably the wisest thing no. to say because it implies that we are going to need to spend money. But where Doogie Freeman needs to, what you want from a sporting director is you hope that already he's he's identifying the targets that we need to get in, yeah. and that in the next transfer window we're we're signing people on January the first, January the second to go yeah. into the team yeah. by January the seventh, not signing people three weeks later. That mate, yeah. that reminds me of something I was thinking about on deadline day which is why do we seem to get January so right and we have a few times haven't we that that mm. first one with mm. when uh, Ledley and Hennessy and Ince mm. came in and and uh, last January Ledley and who and Ince came in Ledley Hen- Hennessy <laughs> <laughs> who you else? probably forgot because he, he wasn't in the team for the second half of the season as soon as Tony Pudis took a look at him in training and who else came in in that window? Was it just Tom Ince, wasn't it? And then what was the window? That Dan had, had Scott on? Dan that's Scott Dan. Oh yeah yeah Well that was 2016 Yeah Flemini that was August. That was September okay. last year. But why so do the January windows? But yeah. But we seem to do January better than than uh, summer. Do you think there's anything in that, Andy, or is that just coincidence? No. I think that's just coincidence. I mean, you just referenced a, a window where we only did add a boil in January. It, yeah, right, well, that was the only. I think it was the only signing we made. There. It it might be that that you you your targets are more clearly defined in January. You know what you need. That you know where you are in the league, and you know exactly what you need to keep you there. We only signed Eddie Boyle because Pardew was fairly confident. We were doing quite well at the time. He was confident that the squad was strong enough to... I think Eddie Boyle went on record up. and said that the, his worst decision in his whole career was joining Palace. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather... See To paraphrase Palace fans, worst typical Palace, I'd rather it was his, <laughs> I'd rather it was his worst decision. It'd be terrible if he said that's my third worst decision <laughs> ever was to join Palace. Like, if you're going to be a bad decision, make it a really, make really, really bad, bad decision. Yeah. All right, we're sticking to bad decisions yeah. then. My final question for this part. What's wrong with the... Why is it a bad decision to ask this question? Could, well, we don't you, know what um, the next question is. You don't know what the question is. I'm, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. God damn it. I thought um, you meant, no, I thought you meant it was a bad decision to pick this question. No. Oh, okay. The question you're is... You're tired, aren't you? Uh, baby, not, baby's not very not sleeping. <laughs> not last night, no. So I've been a bit quiet. Um, okay, so taking all that into consideration, everything we've talked about, uh, was Palace's deadline day, summer 2017, James, a disaster? Oh, disaster's a strong word. It, it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it was rubbish, really, wasn't it? I mean, Sacco, yes. We've been after him for a long time, you know. Blah, blah, blah. No, it wasn't very good at all. I mean, we, but it wasn't terrible because we had lots. The thing is, it all comes down to this deadline day nonsense. And mm. if you take that away from it, then it actually wasn't that bad. So the window wasn't but bad. The, the window wasn't bad. Deadline day was rubbish. But even saying that, we are missing. We're missing. A, I don't even think it was a good window, frankly. It wasn't I, terrible. I, I think you've you've you brought in one player who was here last season anyway. Great. Yeah. You brought in one player I think who's improved the squad undoubtedly in Loftus-Cheek mm-hmm. and then you brought in 
Fossi Mensa, who despite being a good player, wasn't really a player that we were desperate for and used one of your loan berths to sign him when a loan berth could have brought in strikers who tend to come at a far bigger premium and with bigger wages. Uh, to me, uh, it was uh, it's another window we spent 40 million in. So that's sort of t- three windows in a row where 40 million quid's been spent. And yet it kind of felt like there was a misallocation of resources and like we'd sort of devoted the wrong time and the wrong money to the wrong positions. We, we all knew from about sort of eight months ago that we had a clear need for a new goalkeeper because statistically, if you look at various metrics, we, we had one of the worst performing goalkeepers. Yeah. I'm saying this objectively. No, no, no. We had one of the worst you're performing goalkeepers. Well, you are, but you're not thinking it's objective. You are being objective. You I'm, are. I'm trying to be objective on this. If, if you look at yeah. various... And I, and <laughs> we, we've, we've gone out the end of the transfer window with one striker. Mm. You know... I've, if, if you go around to non-Palace fans and were to say our backup striker to Christian Benteke is Freddie Ladapo, they would rightly go, who is Freddie Ladapo? Well, you could... Uh, yeah, did Loft- Ladapo go out on loan? I don't think you did. No, no, no. no, no. So it is Freddie Ladapo. Yeah. Well, Loft- I'm even having to ask if it's Freddie Ladapo, yeah. which yeah. shows... Who? Coming. Freddie who? Exactly. Who's Freddie? Loftus, Loftus-Cheek. Loftus-Cheek could be your backup striker. If you want to be generous, but that shows how ridiculous it is. I know, but, yeah, but you, Wickham, you make yeah. a, you Wickham make, is our backup striker. You make a fair point about the loan thing because I'd I entirely forgotten that you can only have two players on loan from Premier League clubs. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So it completely threw me that because I, I was expecting people and then suddenly for Ed, Ed pointed out, no, we've got our two loan players. Yeah. I think the, the 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 reason why a lot of Palace fans think transfer deadline day was is the expectations, mm. even at six o'clock on deadline day, Steve Parrish is being quoted as. There's an eighty percent chance of three, yeah. we yeah. were expecting three players, yeah. barring <coughs> barring things going tragically wrong. Yeah. We're bringing three players in, and he said we're bringing them in positions that we need. So we're all thinking, okay, striker, goalkeeper, fingers crossed, Sacco. And then Sacco came in, and then the other two mm. didn't. And then when your chairman says out loud, barring things going tragic badly wrong, you think, well, what did go badly wrong? Yeah, and why was it allowed to go badly wrong? So one of the things about transfer day is it's also to, I think talking on a psychological level it's about raising the expectations of the whole club the supporters mm. the people within the club who work there the players the squad and just getting everybody excited about but one or two things I mean it's a new player nobody's heard of but something injection of something and that hasn't happened let's be honest so it's if, like if so Christmas it, you, you, well, yeah. you build up yeah. to it for months and months and months you think it's going to be the best thing ever and it's all over the TV and the anticipation is absolutely right and you get down to it and what, what do you end up getting you buy it, you get a sort of basement pair of socks yeah. and you watch some well, disappointing TV and that's transferred well that's why the January window was so good because like Schlupp and Van Arnold came in that were players that we had heard of and knew about good yeah. solid strong yeah. Premier League players yeah. that fitted Allardyce's brief then Luca came in, and let's be fair, not many of us knew about Luca beforehand. But yeah, you look at his pedigree, and then Sacco came in. So that was a really exciting couple of days. But you just yeah. said fitted Allardyce's brief, yes. and I think we all agree yeah. that some of these strikers aren't, some of these players, sorry, are not the Boer players. Yes, yeah, so we've come full circle. We have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we've come full circle, that's good presenting. Thank you very much. Uh, let's wrap up part one there. All lucky. Uh, completely accidental. Um, <laughs> in part two, we've got questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hooray! by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Vector with that? Okay. okay. And JC. Okay. Yeah. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, nice. That was Dutch. 
Was it? Oh, oh Dutch accent. Nice. A bit more German. I will. Mm. It was very close. Mm. Yeah, it's close. Um, ich, question. Ich villain. Uh, questions <laughs> from our listeners. Uh, let's start off with Richard Jeffries. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard Jeffries. Does your theory about people who've got surnames for Christian names still count? You? Jeffries isn't really a Christian name, though. Oh, fair enough. First, I think it is. It's first just name. there's more than one Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're Jeffrey. Yeah, because you caused Jeffrey. a bit of a furore, didn't you, with your theory? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I. I, it's, I and it, it's, it may, may not be a Christian name, maybe a first name. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, that's very point. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very true. Very true. Um, Richard says, do you, do you think the players are getting too powerful at Palace? Which ones? Was Frank on a hiding to nothing? Well, there have been these rumours that the players... I'm not playing that. I'm not playing. You know, I'd, I'd, I have a real problem with this. When I was listening to um, a, a radio station the other day and they were talking about the England team the other day who played Malta, was it, the other day and won... And they were just like, oh, but they 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 weren't playing for the shirt, and they don't they don't got no pride. And I don't, I'm not sure if I believe that. I believe that if you go out there on a pitch, you you want to win a game of football. But we've seen it, Chelsea and Leicester. Good point. Last couple of seasons. Okay, I'll, I'll get me cup. <laughs> no, I'd, I'll I'd, be, get I'd me be, be. I don't know. I just, I just I don't know. I'd be interested to see whether Richard had any particular player in mind when he when he said that. So I'm, I I, we, I I think for the purposes of us not being sued for defamation, I don't think he did. No, I don't. Well, I really don't, I don't think, think he, it, I think it was well, a we had, comment. Well, we, we had the, the story of Anders Townsend wanting, only wanting to play in one particular place under Pardew, and yeah. we know that apparently somebody went to the Telegraph last week and complained about... There are rumours, aren't there, of sort of yeah. you know, player revolt and a bit, and that, that always happens... You always get that when a, when a manager is losing the dressing room, like, yeah. you know, whether it's I true think, or not. I think, we, I think every team at most levels, even at Sunday football level, there are times when you get together and say to a manager, I think senior players will talk amongst themselves and will go to the manager and say, we're not entirely sure where where this is going to work. I, I don't get any sense there's any revolt going there's on. There's always and, been. But the, player, the thing is, the, the economics of football, I mean, yeah, the players are always going to be have the biggest influence in a sense because you know contracts sound like poor mercenary but contracts don't seem to mean anything anymore and players can find ways of not playing for the club if they don't have you seen that with Alexis Sanchez have you seen that you know seen that with Coutinho how many players have got you know cold and yet both of them didn't get the move that they they wanted to yeah that's a very good point actually but there is we've talked about haven't we this sort of strong team unit at Palace over the last five years and and, and how close they are in the dressing room and stuff do you think sometimes I'm not saying that's happening at Palace but sometimes that can then work the other way and be a detriment to the yeah but we were saying after the Liverpool game we, we, we sat in this pod saying well the great thing about that Liverpool yeah, game we lost it it was, yeah, yeah. it was the team that got together they yeah. played together as a yeah, team yeah, did, yeah. and we all say you know what we, we, we only lost you look now at the other results that Liverpool have had yeah. losing 1-0 at Anfield was not a bad thing yeah, yeah. you know and the one thing we all spoke about with, with pride mm. with, with our chest beating was that team pulled together they pulled together it wasn't perfect mm. but it was getting there it was a step forward we were quite happy about that mm. We weren't happy about losing the three points. But we were ha- or also, we did play three at the back at Anfield. Yeah. So, but you you do expect you yeah you, know, you listen to football. Well, no, we te- it was more five at the back. Yeah. Okay. How yeah, deep was, the fullbacks yeah. were. Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't a back four. But yeah. Okay. All right. But if you listen Thank, to thanks, football, you listen to footballers over the generations talk. You read autobiographies. You read. You listen to players talk. Now there's always strong characters in dressing rooms who will moan about. It's like Benteke and Townsend. I suppose where the yeah. stand up fight because Benteke said Townsend wasn't crossing enough. You know, if if there is a problem, I think Sacco will really help with that as well. I think he I'm starting to think Sacco, like uh, his influence, is actually going to be such a positive one. For, I'm starting to think he might I'd, be yeah. a genuinely really good signing on and off the pitch. Yeah, but you know, before any Palace fan says it, he will get sent off and injured in his first game, so, <laughs> which, will, which will be typical Palace. But yeah, but oh, uh, you no, said it. 
It's like a drinking game, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but no, yeah. I think he is an example of a player who's got as big an influence off the pitch as he has on it. Without, there's no, yeah. it's, very, it's To me, a lot of the stuff about player power, you see quite lazy thinking exhibited by lots of people. I mean, these, yeah. these guys have been, as, as James has said on numerous occasions, these guys have been training to do what they do since mm. the age of like nine. And they know a good and well-run training ground when they see one. They they know one that is dysfunctional, yeah. where training isn't being run to certain standards, where the coaches aren't quite doing the required job that they should be doing. And it's 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 very easy to just decry it as being, you know, ultimately uh, an example of players being greedy or not caring when when effectively they it's in certain instances, just because they're demonstrating proper standards of professionalism. Or footballers are so conditioned, however great you are as a footballer, you're so conditioned to play. You, you, know, you, you, you wake up thinking about it, you go to bed mm. thinking about it, you're in your late 20s, all you've been doing on a professional level is that. And then somebody comes in and starts moving things around a bit, you're, you're, you're a bit off balance. Mm. And it does take time. However good you are, and, and it's not because you're not a professional, mm. it's just that you, it's, it's hard sometimes to get a it's almost muscle memory. If you've played, if you've played in the back four, and, and I'm one of those people who say professional football you should be adaptable. But to be fair, it probably is almost muscle. If you've played for ten years as a left-sided centre back, mm. it does take some time to adapt to the space around you. Do. But also, yeah, there are plenty of rumours that Pardew's demise was eventually brought about because senior pros went to Steve Parish and said training's not good enough, not intense enough, not strong enough. So sometimes it can work, yeah, in your favour, I suppose. Um. Next question is from Palace Tony, 17. Hi, Palace Tony. Tony. Hi, Tony. 17. Who's Tony? <laughs> and he, he, I find that like in jokes from a WhatsApp group that only four people are in work particularly well on a podcast. No, but I've, now you've ruined it because people would people would then be thinking, I wonder who Tony. Well, because you all started Tony. giggling when he said, "Who's Tony?" That's the whole point. No, I was that, giggling that, at his last thing he said. Okay, yeah. get, get the question. Who's Tony? Right. Anyway, so this Tony, Palace Tony, says, um, "With De Boer facing the axe after three games." How many games would Steve Koppel have gotten if he'd started as Palace manager now and not in the late eighties? Not as many. Well, no, he, more, I mean. no, he, he would have. St- well, because <laughs> not he, as many. No, two. Yeah. One. No, he, he didn't no start in the top flight, obviously. Yeah. So generally, uh, managers in the Championship do get a bit longer, and generally, if they're a team that doesn't have a great deal of resources at that level of football, you, do, you get a reasonable amount of time. How many games did Allardyce go before we won? Eight. Eight, I think. How many, how many games? Although did he did nearly win the Watford one. Should have won. Because Ben missed the penalty. Anyway, how many games did Pardew win in the calendar year? Three, I think it was. It <laughs> was only three. So, uh. by all standards, if an outsider looking in would say it's really, really soon to sack the manager. Mm-hmm. But I do think it comes back to the fact that Paris is probably gambling on the fact that a large proportion of the Palace fans weren't that excited about the ball coming in in the first place. And I I underestimated how many Palace fans I think didn't want him. In. Really? Were people yeah, not, I, I feel like people were sort of swept along with the, no, with I the don't reputation. Think, I, think, I think it's almost like Brexit as well. I think there's a little bit of a bubble that a lot of people we knew thought this is great, sophisticated yeah. manager and a lot of Palace fans thought otherwise and we kind of thought, That's you know, we have to change our views blah, blah, and we have to step up and maybe some of those fans were right. Yeah. And I, I suspect... I suspect far more Palace fans than we think were uneasy about De Boer coming in. Because of the changes it was going to be. Yeah, and also he hasn't helped himself in terms of his public persona. There's no... I I was surprised right from the first day of the season when I... 
the Homesdale looked great. The HF display looked great, but there was no real outpouring of emotion. There's no, you didn't sense any real excitement that the boar was here. There's no, he wasn't trying to milk it. He's, he hasn't been particularly brilliant in terms of interviews, which could be language, could be all sorts of things. So yeah, yeah. he's not somebody that you can be affected. Like Pulis, in a way, never really won the hearts of Palace fans. No, we appreciate what yeah. he did, but yeah. even when he was at Palace, he... We really appreciate it now. Yeah, well, no, we did, but <laughs> we appreciate more. what he did, but it we never... It took Sam a while as well. It did take Sam a while, but, well, that's partly because of the Pardew hangover, but, yeah. you know, Pulis is a manager that's difficult to, to be affectionate yeah. towards. Yeah. Well, you know, compared to someone like Sammy Lee, who everyone, you kind of instinctively just like... Yeah. For, there's no apparent logic to it. Is that because he's, like, a bit shorter and smiley? Might be that, yeah. I look, yeah. I like he's a footballer, don't he? He's a footballer. Yeah. He's but a there, proper but footballer. There, there is that. They just, he just, his demeanour on the bench, he just carries, he just looks yeah. excited. But he just looks better. But the ball is just a different person from a yeah, different background. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But what what that means is that, yeah, there aren't that. I don't think, to be fair, I don't, I don't think there'll be that many Palace fans who will shed any tears if he does go. The impression I, the I've yeah, derived right. is I think lots of people find it a bit embarrassing. Actually, I think there's a lot of people. Who if we say, were to sack him, you yes, mean? yeah, yeah, that, sure. that seems to be the the abiding. What's, yeah. What's interesting I've about it from another level as well that is that you um you, you look at other clubs and you see them sack managers after three or four games and you just look and just that's ridiculous. Yeah, How can yeah. anybody do that? <laughs> yeah. But when you're in it and yeah, you realise yeah. it's on, on a piece of paper, it's only three games and yeah. one of those is against a potential winner of the league. league yeah. You know, Liverpool have got, yeah. you know, will be up there or thereabouts. And you look at it and just go well, but when you're in it. And you see it, yeah. and also it's everything going on around the club, and the and the disharmony that seems to be for the board down. Mm. Then you know, well, you make. Yeah, I yeah, think absolutely. If if we hadn't lost at home to Swansea and Huddersfield, if we'd lost at home to Chelsea and Everton, for example, you'd make allowances in the same way that West Ham fans are going. Well, our first three games were away from home, so maybe we should make allowances. Well, their whole season's away from but, home, isn't but, it, pretty much. But you, you, well, that's a good point. But you know, it, we've kind of laughed at Sunderland in the past three or four years. We, we've said, yeah, what they're a basket case, and they, of course they're going to go. But you, you wouldn't blame other fans for looking at us and going, something not quite. So, Andy, you saying you get the impression that people. Laughing as embarrassed. Are, are you talking about friends? Or are you talking about the press? Are you talking about? No, I I am saying that that's the impression that I have of Palace fans' state of mind right oh, now. Right, oh, not not me fans. personally. Right, right. I can care less what fans other clubs think of Palace. But the impression I get is that some people think it will be a little bit humiliating to have hired him to such a relative fanfare, yeah. and then to dispense with his services quite so quickly. I, 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 I don't, don't necessarily agree with it myself. I, I think if the training ground has become toxic and he hasn't been a good influence, and you realise it's just been something that hasn't worked out, then then you need to bite the bullet. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure he'll be sacked. I think they probably will engineer a situation where he can say this is not working. Mm -hmm. Mutual because I I presume we would have to pay him a shed load of money if we do yeah. sack him, and do then we... pay anyone else for coming in. But well, actually, you know, well. somebody made a really good point on Twitter today about it. Would, and I'm not saying. Rafa Benitez is necessarily the manager I'd want to replace Frank De Boer but somebody said Newcastle was saying it, if West Ham or Palace want to Benitez it's going to cost them five million quid mm -hmm. to get him mm -hmm. well surely we've got that money because we didn't spend 15 million quid on the transfer window so yeah. and we said that about Pardew we spent that we paid three million quid to get Pardew that's mm -hmm. less than the price and of we a, wouldn't have paid anything for De Boer because he was a free agent that's right so that's less than the price of a squad left back so if there is a manager that you identify that you think can get yourself out of this problem for the love of God pay the money that yeah. it takes rather than going well Hodgson's yeah. available let's get him in if you think there's a manager that now will get this pay whatever it, it's, it's worth it, it yeah. pay whatever you well, need to do we do have to, questions yeah. from people on potential replacements which I'll get to in a bit but just picking up on one thing you said about Sunderland being a basket case 
Are we a basket case? No, we're not. I don't think if you're a Sunderland fan, you call yourself a basket case. It's, it, it's no, in the past, though, it's like if the, you're in it, if you're yeah, in something, you're not. Do you think not. people are looking at us and thinking Palace might be a bit of a basket case? Yeah, I think they are. I think they must be. Not basket case, maybe is not the right word, but no. not. <laughs> it, it, it's not far it, off, though, is it? Oh, it's, come it's, on. They, they no, hired Roberto. Uh, no, no, sorry. Paolo Di Canio. Mm-hmm. They, they had players routinely being snapped on casino floor passed out and, and stuff like they, they'd had some pretty tempestuous off the field stuff going on you can't whatever you want to say about palace there's no, it hasn't been like a stri- and no, you, you wouldn't say yeah. that there's people right. with no, talk, we're talking about, we're, we're talking about more... owners and financial management and players you know the t- the, the they yeah, had they, John O'Shea in the centre of their defence. We've got Mamadou Sacco. They had a succession. Of, yeah, I know, but they had a succession of strange transfer windows and a succession of strange owner things going on. And, man, and it's like, we're, no, we're not that, but we're not. It's still a mess, isn't it? A little bit. I think just look, going back to the Debeau situation before we talk about potential replacements, if indeed he does go, is that you look at... De, you, there must be a reason why he was only there 80 days at Inter Milan. I mean, I know it's a big club and there's a lot of expectations, you know, but... And he looks like he may not last much longer at Palace. So where he's he did well at Ajax. He's a Dutch guy, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. he's one of these people. Just, he just that's his thing. You know, yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's a Dutch footballer. He's going to be great in Dutch football. I don't know. There, maybe there, there are some people who don't trust. There's not many yeah. English or British managers abroad yeah, for that point. for that same yeah. reason. They 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 can't adapt. Look yeah. at look at the you know there've been a few over the years that have, but very few. Steve McLaren <laughs> but you know what I mean I think you, yeah, well, you have to bear that point. in mind you've got to bear that in mind you know maybe he thought you know I've done really well Alex I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Italy didn't happen for him in Italy mm. right I'll go to England well they approached him Inter approached him and when Inter approached him that looked Flatter, like isn't it? well no but at the time that looked like one of the biggest clubs in Europe bringing in one of the biggest mm. coaches in Europe who had just won off the back of five area division titles in a row whatever it was four four and then one yeah. runner up so that didn't that was a logical thing to do at the time. Using logic, it seems really odd to, that Frank de Boer's ended up at, at Palace in the first place. Yeah. So if but you there look are other Dutch, Dutch managers, Van Gaal, oh, yeah, Ronald Koeman, who I'm, have transfers. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm but not blaming so it on not, being Dutch. I'm no, just no, blaming no, yeah, yeah, yeah. on not being British. We yeah. brought but in Martin our culture. The old, Martin the old didn't as well. But at this point about yeah, whether people perceive us as a basket case or not, or unprofessional or not, it, it comes back to something we've talked about with Palace a lot of the time, is lack of communication. It's like, if no one's telling us yeah, exactly. why transfers are falling through, if no one's telling us why Sacco took so long, if no one's telling us what is the real situation on the training field, and I'm not saying that they necessarily have to, but in the absence of being told what happened, we will speculate. And it's like, if, if they say to us, look, we didn't sign the ass because his agent wanted this, we didn't sign the Turkish guy because the exchange rate was whatever it is but we're left we're left to sort of yeah we're left with a maelstrom of of twitter tabloids dartford shopper you know all these local news you know what i mean there's a whole range of newspapers from the guardian down to the to twitter so you and everyone makes their own mind you know what it is it's typical palace it is typical palace um okay money in the pot so, so we are recording. Right, every time we do that from now on, it goes into the charity march. That would be typical. Oh, no. um, two hundred quid. We are recording this pod on Monday night. It's about nine p.m. There are rumours hmm? that Frank de Boer. I wonder why Kevin was looking at the door furtively. Wonder why I wouldn't leave. <laughs> I'm there always are... looking at my door furtively. <laughs> there are rumours that that Frank de Boer might go before the Burnley game. There are rumours he might go tonight. There are rumours he might go tomorrow, depending on who you believe. So there might be, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen. There might be some people listening to this podcast in a couple of days and De Boer's already gone. 
you know that'd be amazing if that is the case it'd be crazy it'd, yeah. and it would James be typical Palace wouldn't it <laughs> it would be you <laughs> said that to him I'm not going to say I'm not going to have told him it's 200 quid a pop I have got more money to put in there so if he does go or even if he doesn't go depending on when you're listening to typical JD doing that if he does or doesn't go if you're listening to this and he's gone depending on whether you're listening or not you know what I mean if you're listening what if he's gone but people aren't listening Anyway, my point is... I think I want to make a point to these people who aren't listening. Why aren't yeah. you listening, people who aren't listening? Yeah. Replacements. All right, replacements. So, uh, and this may or may not be more pertinent, depending on whether he's gone or not. Um, well, of course it's going to be more pertinent. There's no point talking about replacements if he hasn't gone, is there? You know what I mean. No, I don't. None of us ever know what you mean. 233 pods in, we haven't got a clue. <laughs> Seriously. 23 pods Exactly. In. We can't oh, even trust you on that. It. It's, it's right. It's just those 10. Um... A few people have asked us about who the replacements might be, and there are rumours linking some names. Kieran Hewitt, 71. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Has I, said I don't think he'll make a good no, manager, I, I to be fair. I've never, never heard, heard of him. <laughs> what's his, what's guess, his uh, track record? He's won three over Devizes, though. I'll get him in! Sorry, Kieran. Of course we've heard of you. Kieran says, if Roy Hodgson is the replacement, do you want to fire De Boer? But if Big Sam is the replacement, does your answer change? And on a similar vein, Jack at Daddy Cool, Barb. Hi, Jack at Daddy Cool. Says, are we seriously thinking Hodgson for Palace? Please, no. The reason I'd like to see Hodgson come in is because I want to see how Benteke is taking corners. (laughs) Actually. The Hodgson thing's really... I enjoyed that. Everything... I did, but more with a wry smile than a laugh. But I, I still well, from you, coming from you, a wry smile is a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. That's a standing <laughs> ovation, ovation coming from you, basically. Your jazz wry smile. <laughs> mm, yeah, three quarters chord change. <laughs> Roy, I, it, I mean, Roy Hodgson was England manager this time last year. Oh, I think today. T- today. The year today is, that we lost. Was no, no. Frank's, uh, sorry, was um, Sam's only game. For England, I was think it? it was a year today. I think so, yeah. I mean, I suppose on... A week ago, if you'd said Roy Hodgson was going, I would have. It would have been yet another reason for throwing my season. But I, I don't know anymore. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, me I mean he's, he's got the Palace. He's got the Croydon links, etc. I'm not sure what the players would think. I suspect that he would switch it straight to a four four two. I don't think if the ball was sacked this week, the new manager wouldn't be in charge for the Burnley game. Do you not think there's someone lined up? It's Palace. No, of course I don't think they'd have somebody lined up. It, whatever happens, De Boer, even if Steve Parrish is thinking of sacking De Boer now... That'd like he, a six-week process yeah. and then appoint Ronald well, De Boer. Well, basically, yeah. Oh, and then got say, the wrong one. And then say he was the right one in the first place. It's, it, it's, seriously, the way it works with Palace... It's still boring, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah I know. Oh, that's so, that'd be great. If Steve Parrish was thinking of sacking De Boer now... Which one? When he sacks him, <laughs> when he sacks him on Wednesday, it will still come as a surprise to Steve Parrish that he sacked him. <laughs> He'll sack him on Tuesday and wake up and go, we haven't got a manager, I didn't think. So whatever the process, you, you just assume whoever... But Hodgson's not, is not a very exciting, it's you not know, sexy. But then I suppose a lot well, of people... The ball was sexy though. Like people need to get uh, over this well, a lot of, of people slight preconceptions of Pulis, everything. A lot of, for a lot of people, Pulis and Allardyce weren't. You, you have to remember that there was a lot of opposition, not opposition, but a lot of reservations about Pulis and... Yeah. Allardyce came in. Remember when yeah, I think Andy alluded to it when Pulis kept us up with people going, well, I'm not paying for that for another season. Yeah. Allardyce, there were a lot of people who didn't particularly want Allardyce to come in. They thought he was damaged goods. Me, me included. Well, exactly. So, I mean... And I was wrong. What do you do? Do you do you take somebody else's manager, which is probably not the 
the, the dumb thing to do. Well, do we seem to do, not to want to do, do that, do, do we? Well, so but who do you bring in? Do you bring Doogie Freeman in and say, well, let's keep going to the transfer window and then bring another manager in then? Do you pay what it takes to get Benitez in, who is a, a good manager? Do you look for Hiddink? Do you look for what do you do? do I'd love yeah. Benitez, but I think the obvious answer is Sam Allardyce. Yeah, but he doesn't want to do it anymore, does he? I think he will for the right amount of money. Yeah, I think he yeah, probably. Exactly. I think he yeah. probably would. I mean, <coughs> Benitez, that would be typical Palace. Yeah, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. On a purely <laughs> objective level, I think Benitez would look at our squad and go, "That's a much better squad than whatever we've been yeah. saying about who we bought in." Benitez would look at our squad and go, "That's a better team than I've got at Newcastle." And we have spent more in the last three windows than the Newcastle uh, have. Uh, so uh, even uh, though uh, yeah. that wouldn't have as much yeah. money at his disposal as perhaps Palace fans would like. Yeah, and you do, and you do think that he would be given money to spend in January. I don't. I, I, I don't have quite the opposition to, to Hodgson. I think a lot of people I, do, which is largely based upon, I think, some of the media storm that surrounded him as England manager, where he was sort of constantly derided and undermined. I mean, you look at, it, and I'll, I'll come to the reservations I've got on him, but you look at it. He had a very good record at Fulham. He had a very good record at West Brom. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, you know, had the issues at Liverpool with. Purportedly, Dalglish being interested in the job while he was there, etc., etc. Or Dalglish sitting in the chairman's, the director's box for every game like a Roman emperor, yes, yeah, so, so, his yeah, thumb up yeah. and down. So, so the concerns that you would have, I think, would be perhaps that uh, your modern professional would view him the same way that some of the England players allegedly did, where he was viewed as being a slight sort of fuddy-duddy old stick in the mud who mm. who was not uh, not sort of viewed with the respect that you'd be hoping that players would be viewing him with, and whether. The Premier League in the period since he's not been managing there has passed him by tactically, which does happen sometimes to managers. But I think you could do a lot worse, frankly. And I think he'd probably be a relatively steady pair of hands, at least for a short period. Liverpool fans always, well, rightly so, Liverpool fans have a very high opinion of where their club stands in world football. Mm-hmm. And most people didn't think Hodgson was the right manager for Liverpool at the time. But Andy's point that West Brom Fulham, he did a perfectly competent job. And he does also fit... Steve Parrish's previous template much more than you know Steve Parrish has always gone for older managers English managers a lot of Premier League experience and Hodgson would be I wouldn't be I wouldn't be excited but I wouldn't be as upset as I probably would have been two or three days ago when Is I thought you, it was a what terrible. about two or three months ago we just wouldn't have what if he was to re, he was a replacement for Allardyce yeah I probably would have in all honesty I probably would have seen that as a step backwards to be, to be perfectly honest so but it's now just about salvaging what sounds like a pretty Desperate situation. Three games in. Yeah, but it's, a, yeah, no, it's, it's just it's not just the games, it's everything around the it's club. The tra- it's the training it's, ground. It's a fact that we're doing this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a fact we're doing this. Yeah, it's very but, early to salvage. I, I, just, I guess but, that Hodgson would go in and say, look, fellas, and I guess Hodgson would only be given a year's contract, and I guess he would go in and say, look, we're going to play 4 4 2. You're my first team. And then. But you know, he was, I suppose you know, he is, people do know him. He was England manager. He wasn't a particularly. Oh, he is respected manager. in the game, definitely. Yeah. Do you think? I, I, yeah, he is, and and also with the parochial nature of some footballers, perhaps they know more about him than they know about Frank de Boer. And it, again, I'm not I'm not going to say that you know, but for us to have two England managers in a row is. <laughs> would be quite, would be quite, the last two. I mean, you, you could that looks good from an outsider's point of view. If you yeah. go, wow, what oh, a club! I, I I That's a good. That. What That's they must amazing. be a high status Premier League club. <laughs> two out of their last three managers be been, really pissed off though. We can get us Gareth Southgate next summer, though, won't we? Oh lordy, he's a he. He just. I love Gareth Southgate. He just looks like he voted Brexit, doesn't he? Just. <laughs> 
just got that demeanour on the touchline. Stop. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you've pissed off half of our listenership. There. <laughs> Again, oh, I've pissed off more than that. It's the Doogie, Doogie Freeman Brexit voters. Not, um, also, <laughs> the reason I'm crossing with Southgate is as, as Enders arrived, just as Slovakia scored, I was just going off. What's the matter with Southgate? Dyer's not an well, international player. We, cut we are now winning 2 1. Yeah, well, Sorry. there you go. Dyer scored, didn't he? He scored the equaliser. Yeah, 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 he scored the equaliser. Uh, literally, Russia. the first thing I said to the guys go, "What is he doing, Dyer? What? <laughs> <laughs> Always a safe option." Like, oh. Oh. Um, okay, right. Final few questions then for this pod um, from Sanjay. Hi, Hi Sanjay. Sanjay. He says, "In recent seasons, we've had a good half and a bad half. Do we just accept this is our bad half, or it may be the good half?" <laughs> oh, don't say that. You sound like street. <laughs> Even <laughs> I'm recording before at that one. <laughs> Even I, I, even I think that was a bit negative. <laughs> well, when oh, was boy. the last? Well, hang oh, on. Wow. Remind me, remind me when the last time we beat Norwich first game of the season. When was the last time we came out of the traps start of the season? We've actually in the, the Premier League in the yeah, FA beat, Cup final season. No, yeah, we, we only won Norwich. one. We beat Norwich. We beat Norwich, and then we lost to someone. Yeah. We've actually our opening two games. We've only oh. ever won one. That's what I mean. That not, that's what I mean. We're not. No, we started that, that first few months under Pardew that yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't. We didn't win the first two games. Yeah, well, I don't know what third game was. Like. At half time, this 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 scenario, right? So, if Benteke had scored against Liverpool, and we came away with a point against Liverpool, if Kelly and Hennessy hadn't mm-hmm. made the mistakes against Swansea, and that game, as we said last week, ended nil nil like we all thought it was, if we had two points now, we'd be saying it's not brilliant, but you know, it's two points. Mm-hmm. We're we're a point behind where we were last season. And we're a, we're a point behind Arsenal. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But so it's it's just, but it's, that's why it's that's why this situation's really odd because just in terms of yeah. using your head and looking at data, it's not that bad compared to previous season starts. We're not a team that starts particularly well. You know, this time of the season, we start to get a couple of results. Yeah, it's is that why it's crazy that we're having these it does seem rumors about De Boer and stuff? Everyone the whole says thing 10 seems, games in. The whole, you know, the whole thing, thing seems, seems crazy. crazy. The whole thing is crazy. It is crazy. You know and. I don't want to sit here around this pod and sound like an old man, but this is this is what it is now. No, we ain't got this no is, choice. Yeah. <laughs> you and I got no choice. Is, <laughs> but this is what it yeah. is. You know, when you either get on with it, you don't. I don't. You know, look, I'd much rather have this this craziness in the Premier League than be, than lounge around in League League One or the yeah. Championship and just. Be, and in know, a way, on, it, 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 it does show progression because yeah, we used to, <laughs> progression. Yeah, we, uh, ah, we we've sat here and argued about Holloway and Warnock, and now we're arguing about Frank de Boer. True. Yeah, very true. And Roy Hodgson, and all the every other England yeah. manager going. We've sat here arguing about Trevor Francis and Paul Hart. Yeah, Paul Hart, yeah. yeah. No, uh, oh. well, no, whatever we'll words against Paul no, Hart. Paul Hart's no. a palace legend. Yeah. Saved us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> regardless, then, of what happens, regardless whether we sack the Burr now, sack the Burr in seven games, keep the Burr till Christmas, do you guys think we'll go down? No. 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 So it's kind of irrelevant. Oh, wait a yes. <laughs> no, it's not no irrelevant. I generally don't it's think not we'll irrelevant. go down. I really do not think we'll go down. Regardless of what happens with the manager. Regardless of what happens, we'll not go down. No, because no, I think changes will be made. Yeah, if we beat Burnley, we're lower mid table. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we, we are, but just things. Yeah, we have got that difficult. With, you've got Man United, Man City, Chelsea coming. I think, <sighs> I think the, the consolation is that we we have got. Uh, we've said this every season, but we have got better players. We the squad still isn't strong, but the first eleven, twelve, thirteen is stronger than it has been. Ever before, so we, yeah. I still think it's our strongest. Despite yeah. not getting who we wanted on deadline, I still think it's our strongest squad I've ever had. Well, no, squad. There's I still think, pa- no. patches missing, but 
what, what, no, I think the patch is being a goalkeeper to stop the goals <laughs> and a striker to score yeah, the goals. You yeah. can't, you can't argue. I mean, you've got beginning and end's not good, but the middle's really good in that. We film. can all, we can all, we can trot off the first nine players on the, you know, mm-hmm. eight of them are centre backs. Well, yeah, exactly. But we know, and you've got people like McCarthy, but there, there is no strength. In, we haven't got two players for every position, Mike. But then a lot of the clubs that have spent a lot of money and bought a lot of players in haven't got two players. They've just bought a lot of players in. It's like we did with Holloway. You know, when we bought 13, 14 players in, none of whom were particularly good. And also, some of them were still in there. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. But no, I don't... Th- I, I generally don't think we'll go down. Okay. Good. I don't, I don't either. And um, Yeah. So this whole exercise has been a pointless <laughs> waste pointless, of time. Pointless, pointless, pointless. We're just to hang out and chat. Just stay at home and watch England, Slovakia. Yeah. <laughs> but we have... We have told people that we are doing the charity march yeah the so at least series, yeah. that's yeah at least that's happened so you're good I, just, I don't know why you call it a charity march rather than a charity what was like charity march sounds a bit more dictatory doesn't it doesn't yeah it? basically it's it's just, just means just strolls um, charity strolls just means AJ will finish three hours before the rest of it's basically <laughs> okay right uh, final few questions uh, The first, this one comes from what question mark oh, what what, what? what? BBS member what? I think and they say what's worse Promising a slow but effective evolution whilst delivering a hasty, ineffective revolution, or promising on a weekly basis to visit JCIS but never actually doing it. <laughs> I do. Fair. No. He's actually put. Yes, vector. I do. I do. I He's do. actually put a vector, but he means he means JCIS. Yes. Well, no. To be fair, none of us have ever taken up our print and embroidery needs at Vector either. <laughs> no, but I. It's I, not I, just, it's not just I do. Show, so. I do wear Vector T-shirts, and yeah. I do know John from JCIS. He's very tall, as I've mentioned before on yeah. the pod, yeah. and I have mentioned. I have looked at the web. I've looked at the website. Yeah, he has. Yeah, very generous very man. Good very good generous. We might have to add him to the squad as our backup striker. This right. That's a that's a very good question. Tall enough. Okay, I'm going to end. Good question though. I'm going to end on an even better question, uh, and, it's, Ooh, and it's, it's that's a value judgment. Quite, this is quite a big question, okay? Oh, hang on, just for our listeners at home or wherever you are on the tube, JD has done one of his trademark gestures that you really, really get to see. He's put it's both his trademark. He, he's, we've, you don't know what you do. He's put he's put his hands to either side of his head, yeah. And then sort it's of to give you guys so a, big, just a, a warning. This a is going to be a big question. I so thought it's just doing just hands. There's a three syllable. No, there's a three syllable word in this question. Yeah, there is one. <laughs> Miles Loden. Hi, Miles. Two syllables in my place. Says, after four years in the Prem, do you think we should have developed more as a club? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, he's got that grin. For the benefit of viewers at home, and Street's got his <laughs> trademark sarky it's little... Just, and it's, it's the one thing that we've that Kev's already mentioned that I've, I've mentioned a few times. It's just that lack of communication, which I think we haven't really learned yet. And, just, and I'm not saying that we should know everything that's going on behind the scenes. I understand that it's a business... Da, 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 da. But you know the fans are the lifeblood of the of the club of any club. Absolutely, and I think we yeah. sometimes deserve a little bit more. I think we deserve to know a little bit more. Mm. And I think that sometimes the club are not quite as open as they should be. And I think in terms of a development, and in the the, the way that the modern game is, sorry to say that word, but the way that every every tackle, every throwing is scrutinised beyond belief, mm. replays after replays, the whole game is magnified so many times. But yet the one bit where it should be magnified, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Is the communication. Mm. Between us and the hierarchy of the club, and I think that's where we're not learned. So we have, but it used, but it used to be very good. That's yeah, it used to be. It used to be. But yeah. it, I, it also comes back to something we said at the start a little bit. It's like pe- journalists are always going about you know, the Southampton model. They've got a system and infrastructure. So whoever comes in as, man- as manager, they also had a dead billionaire. Well, yeah, but as, as, eh? 
Le- Marcus Lieber. Southampton, yes, they, they spent an absolute fortune developing this infrastructure. People seem to think that all of a sudden you're going to get a state-of-the-art training ground in the middle of the new forest just by going, oh, there we go, go and build it over there. I'm not sure how we get our own dead billionaire. Yeah, me neither. That's, 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 that's quite weird. Every now and again, the lawyer, I just is that a legal phrase? They got a dead. Anyway, my point being that people say, journalists say, <laughs> this guy. I know, but even the guy in the Guardian <laughs> saying, you know, that Southampton have got this model. New managers come in, that adapt to the model, but sometimes the chaos theory works as well. We are still yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, we have. We are. We've had four years of chaos, and it also it, what, it, what it means is as well that our podcasts are infinitely. Mo- better than Southampton's yeah well we, we can't confirm that I'm guessing, like, I'm guessing but legally have I'm, you met I'm, any Southampton fans yeah, I'm, do you know what I'm going to go out on the limb and say our podcast is better Definitely than Southampton's okay Frank I don't yeah they can whatever they want to do fine okay they can, come, they can join the list of people coming to the Porsons to say what they're going to say to my face <laughs> well, they know. just march a lot don't they Southampton fans yeah can I Speaking le- of which, if you want to go to... <laughs> <laughs> Can I leave you, actually, with yes, a yeah. little bit of a thinker, yes, actually, for, for in between part two and part three, from Vikings part number three. one. Part whoa, 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 whoa. There's part three. No, no, yeah, when, when I, you said it was going to be a quick The whole thing's been a preview of part three. Part three what are you talking about, part three? We're going to do a brief Burnley preview, yeah. All right. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what we I wonder if that would have changed yeah, from the Burnley preview we did last week. What it might do, because we might not have a manager. Anyway, anyway, hit... Someone sent us a question. I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke oh, or so a serious question. I certainly question. didn't get go. the memo, lads. I don't know about oh, you. Right. Are you ready? I was so excited about going home. Yeah. Vikings number one. Oh, hi, Vikings. Number hi. one. Hi, Vikings. Says, when is a car not a car? Oh, when it's a... Oh, no. It's when, when it's a bird. To, to some, I don't know. When it's a... Vol- I don't uh, know. The answer, apparently, is when it turns into a corner. Ah. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Right, well, think about that over the break. This, and in part so three, when is, when is a door not a door? When it's a jar, when it's a jar but a jar, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it turns into a corner. Um, something to think yeah. about in this brief break before we preview the Burnley game in part three. Welcome back to part three of the Five B Plan Podcast. Hey, go with it. Hey. hey. Sponsored Back. by Vector Printing for your printing board. If you need to go to vector.co.uk, is Vector with her? Okay. Oh, nice. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. I will. I promise. I will. You promise? Yes. Mm, yeah. mm. I will. I will. Okay. I will. I will. I believe you. I'll have a look now, actually, if I'm allowed to look at my phone. No, don't. 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 Do it after the pod. Right. Burn your way on Sunday. Early kickoff. Um... Will we have? <laughs> <laughs> will we have a manager? What formation are you going to play? No, I've written. I've written here. Will we have a new manager by then? But I think I feel like we've covered that. So instead, I'm going to go to Paolo. Hi, Paolo. Hi, Paolo. Who says, "What are the odds on us having a shot on target at Burnley?" I think Burnley was an indication last season away. We got back to two all. Yep. And then disastrously lost 3-2 yeah, from, from our own corner from exactly yeah which is how we conceded the first goal yeah. which ended up with that brilliant commentary going they're not going to do the same things they did <laughs> oh they have done yeah typical palace yeah. Oh, oh a shot on target would be nice wouldn't it that wouldn't be typical palace no <laughs> you, you kind of I, th- I think we alluded to this last week I'm quite pleased that our next game is away because I think the atmosphere at Sellers Park could be rather it would have been, yeah. been rather yeah, interesting at least, or flat, and mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the reasons that things haven't been brilliant for those parts. So I'm pleased it will be away, and, and despite the early kickoff, our fans will be there in 
numbers. We are we haven't solved this conundrum, but we are a better team away from it. We're a better team without the ball than we are with the ball. Yeah. Um, so why Steve Parrish thought it'd be a good idea to get a manager into. But anyway, we've covered well, the that. The manager ground. didn't even want to but play that system, We've covered that ground, but we are a better team without the ball than than with the ball. And I, I think. I, I think what we're a better team without Debord, do you say? The ball. Yeah, I think we will be a better team without Debord. Yeah, but I think what Ender said is interesting. I think this is where you're looking to see the reaction from the players, the professional yeah. pride. Yeah. Absolutely. And stepping up and going, you know, almost circum not circumventing the manager, but always going, look, whatever we're asked to do, we'll do it, but we'll do it with passion and pride and we'll do it with pace and aggression and we'll try and score some goal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll also I'm we'll also I'm going to guess that we're going to be in the white away kit and not the black one as well. I like that. I like that new away yeah. kit. Looks nice. The white but one. it's it's again it's one of those games you kind of think well these are games we should be winning. But I wish it wasn't on telly. It Pretty difficult one at Turf Moor though. We've got a good record there. Got a very yeah, good record. Yeah, they have. Wait, they've got a good record. Yeah. 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 Have they? Uh, they did last season. They did last season. Yeah. Have they won at home this season yet? No, they lost. No idea. Home game, they only had one game, haven't they? Yeah, they lost that, but they drew. Uh, Tottenham and won at Chelsea and lost at home yeah, no, to they West have Brom. Any Research is so good. 220. Lost to West Brom, wasn't it? I can't get on the Wi-Fi. They lost at home to West Brom. They got a couple of players out injured as well, didn't they? So. Yeah. Uh, well, we nearly, we nearly had their They've also there. sold most of their best players. Yeah. Which is why it made me laugh when Palace fans were going, yeah. why are Burnley spending money and, and we're not? Yeah. Like, well, they got 40 million quid in for their they two best a, players, perhaps. They bought a lad to striker from Leeds, didn't they? So... Chris Wood, Chris he's, Wood. He's not very good. He's now going to score it, a hat-trick that I've seen. It is that. one of those yeah. games where the other way around, were we at home to a Burnley team who hadn't scored all season, we would pretty much be predicting yeah. that we would win two or three, or Burnley would win two or three. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, we'd lose it. So maybe, just for once, it might work in our favour and that Burnley fans would be streaming out at half-time going, what the, how did that happen? They haven't scored all season and then we're 3-0 down at home to Palace. We do have a history of scoring goals there. I mean, letting in them as well, but we've scored quite a few. <laughs> It's always like three two to someone. It's amazing that you you know yeah, that's, that's a, such insider great, knowledge you get from this pod. We go yeah. to the football ground and we've got his just scoring goals there and, and letting yeah, them in yeah. as well. It's amazing. You know it's it's such a weird game football, isn't it? So you can score them, you can yeah. concede them. It's that insight that people that, really listen. That's for. why they listen. That's why we got you know to two hundred twenty three I mean? points. It's always high scoring games. It's in a way, JD is one of the great philosophers of the world because <laughs> he covers all. Yeah. All the angles, basically. No, yeah. not all the angles. The one angle, which is there's always lots of goals in in, in this game. <laughs> is this like my favourite? We haven't scored yet. This is like my favourite no. ever JD quote, isn't it? We're once sitting in a cafe in Brixton, and Jim Jim looks across to me and goes, "Sometimes I like doing things, yeah. and sometimes I like not doing things." <laughs> <laughs> and I I stand by it. I think it's one of the best things I've ever said. How can you disagree with that? And it's such, a, it's such a good quote that that was about eight years ago now and every I mean, time I think of it, let alone say it, I giggle a little bit inside my head. Yeah. So true. Do you though. know what as well? How old is Freddie now, your baby? Sometimes he likes uh, doing that's exactly, things. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what he's thinking. That's he's, his mantra. He's, he's gurgling away, but actually uh, what he's doing lying in his cot is going sometimes. Uh, my point being, we haven't scored yet this season and we do have a history of scoring goals at, uh, at Burnley. So hopefully yeah. it'll be another one of those games we'll get off the mark. And, and, a great, you know, that's a really good upbeat way of finishing the really project. Thank you very yeah, it's much. A lovely I'm going to, in that case, finish it on a particularly down, <laughs> potentially down big oh. question, which is, to all of you, in one word, in one word, will we have a new manager on Sunday? No. No. Does an interim manager count? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, no, still. <laughs> okay. No, still I, no. I, no, we will, Frank DeBoer will be in charge on Sunday. Okay, there you go, good. If uh, Frank DeBoer is in charge on Sunday, I, I will 
donate some, some money, money to, to the walk to the yeah. Palace for Life Foundation. Yeah. That makes it sound like I'm a bit of a skinflint that I won't donate money if, if he's, if he's not a, gone, yeah. which now means I've got to donate money, doesn't well, it? Speaking of that, then, to remind people of the link to donate to yes. SYP for the walk, uh, which is uh, just giving dot com forward slash fundraising forward slash fyp hyphen podcast and if you go on there you can find out what prizes you can win by donating to our walk uh, and you can also well they've already won because they're palace fans that's the biggest ah, prize of all really nice are, are all the details on the fyp website, website. as well uh, i don't believe maybe they, they are should yet, be but maybe might be a good idea maybe that'd be a good idea why don't yeah. you get jesse to sort that out because he doesn't do website stuff that doesn't matter he'll <laughs> still be better at it than you do Oh. Why don't you get Freddie to sort it? Yeah. <laughs> get Frank the board to do it. He'll need a job soon. <laughs> right. It should be up on the FYP website. It I'm will sure. be tonight at some point. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll right. be back with you after the Burnley game when we may or may not have a new manager. Or three points. Or, three or, points. Three or points. even one point. Or some goals. Mm. Or be low mid-table. Who knows. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.